0: do do do
1: Welcome to TH Glee, the show where we get high and
0: watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area, or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't.
1: And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this, and hi us, take it away. (laughs) So when I opened Twitter.com to get the link for the Zoom for us to meet and discuss glit, yeah. uh, a tweet from you is the first thing on my page, and it's a fan cam of fucking Niles Crane and, Nor- and Osborne?
0: <laughs> is it not amazing? <laughs> I don't understand why <laughs> that's a thing! So I was on Twitter last night and it was really high and I follow a lot of Frazier accounts on Twitter because I think that they're really funny. yeah, I was and uh one of them is Daily Hyde Pierce, and they actually recently followed me back and I was honored <laughs> retweeted some like a different video from that same account and it was and it was the Niles X Norman account and I was like, wait a second, and I was, like, looking at the icon of it, and it's, it's, like, an actual shot from Frasier, but, like, Daphne has been replaced by Norman Osborn, <laughs> and I was like, hold on. fucking okay, I went to their page, I am high as shit when this yes. was happening. I go to their page, their pinned tweet is the Niles and Norman fan camp, and I, Rick was sleeping, and I'm laying there, and I'm fucking losing it. <laughs> And it's oh into that God. Machine Gun Kelly song, but like it's very effective. <laughs> and like they clearly put a lot of effort into it. They like spliced together stuff from Spider Man and stuff from yeah. Sure. He like, spe- they specifically got like
1: shots of Willem Dafoe like undressing in Spider Man. <laughs> also, like. Why is this a thing in the year of our Lord 2022 when Frazier is definitely from the 90s and that, move, that Spider-Man movie came out in like 2002? 2001? Frazier
0: didn't end until like 2003 or 4. Still. But... That was 20 years ago, Elise.
1: <laughs> what so child Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> um,
1: My point is like, what child is on the internet making... Is it the same person who does like naming the Kitchen Nightmares compilation videos on YouTube? Like...
0: <laughs> I, it's called comedy courtney look it up um christ <laughs>
1: um all right that's been th glee we're not even gonna get into this episode this episode's over bye
0: <laughs> yeah th- that's it you wanted to hear about season five episode one love 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 you are shit out of luck my friend
1: instead this has now become the fraser podcast
0: <laughs> um, the fraser podcast of my dreams if there weren't, I mean, there are kind of already a, like a million Glee podcasts. But I was gonna say if there aren't, if there weren't already like a million Frasier podcasts, maybe that would be my next one. But I've never seen it. So, are you saying <laughs> we do th Frasier? <laughs> There's an episode no. where Niles and the dad get high.
1: We only do that episode. That's our Patreon bonus content. Thank you.
0: Oh my god. Also in that episode, Fraser's son goes goth. (laughs) It's amazing.
1: I went goth. You should just watch that that
0: episode of Fraser Cording. I bet you'd really like it. Anyways. uh (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to TH Frasier.
1: Season five, episode one of Blee.
0: All you need is love. This episode has everything. It has
1: 20 songs. It has all of the songs are by the Beatles. Teen (laughs) marriage. It has a proposal. It has boys kissing.
0: It has has two duets by a couple that are introduced in this episode. It has a
1: man in the glee club who swore he would never be in the glee club again. (laughs) We've got lonely Tina.
0: Oh my God! This (laughs) episode. Sad Rachel. (laughs) And the thing is, Courtney, I'm pretty sure the next episode is like just as crazy, but in like different ways. Oh, great! I love that. (laughs) Love that for me. (laughs) So,
1: we start this episode at the Broadway. Rachel walks up to the funny girl. Like, they're putting up the Funny Girl Marquee. Which, again, it hasn't been cast yet. There will be a different show happening in that theater. Broadway houses don't just sit open and the waiting is, for people to arrive.
0: This production of Funny Girl doesn't open until, like, episode 19 or something of this season. Yeah. Like, it is so far away.
1: <laughs> but, so Rachel, like, goes into the theater. Also, the the marquee for funny girl looked awful
0: oh yeah it was it was like an indesign not even photoshop like indesign nightmare
1: it was just like funny girl in big bold letters with a pink background with like some shitty music notes on it
0: (laughs) they didn't even try they really didn't i mean i guess you like see the thing is because they haven't cast the show yet they can't use the likeness of the titular funny girl and yes that was a beanie feldstein reference yes (laughs) oh my god we talk about beanie feldstein on this show so much
1: well it's not our fault that she got cast in funny girl right at the beginning of this journey for us
0: right and like also i do like beanie feldstein like i think she was so fucking amazing in ladybird i am constantly quoting her saying the titular role and also she was i watched an episode of a show the other night and she was on it
1: I yeah, I love Book Smart. I think she's very good, but I've heard that it's just not the role for her, probably.
0: <laughs> but funny. I she, she she should not be the titular role. <laughs> well,
1: I've heard, I haven't seen it. I can't make any judgments because I have not seen it. But I've heard that it is not good.
0: I would watch well, a bootleg in a heartbeat. I'll say that. I would still see it no matter what. I,
1: I would still see it if yeah, if I can get tickets, I'm going to see it.
0: Yeah. I, Anyway, because they they haven't cast who is the funny girl, they can't like use Lee Michelle's face for the design or anything.
1: So Rachel goes to the theater. She has a callback with Mister Fantastic Um,
0: and Carlisle Cullen. And the director.
1: I guess he's the director. I thought the director. I thought what's her notes from the other callback was the director.
0: Oh, just like that lady.
1: Yeah, maybe she was the guest. But why wasn't the casting director there? It was just Carlyle.
0: Yeah. So it, it was it was like her chemistry read or something so I... as if this is a movie. Um so And
1: I does that mean that Mr. Fantastic is in Funny Girl?
0: Yeah, he's yeah. playing Nikki Arnstein. Okay. I don't know the story
1: of Funny Girl, so.
0: He's playing the main
1: guy. Okay. So Mr. Fantastic is in this movie. I don't know the actor's name, but it's the guy who was Mr. It's Fantastic. The one
0: gruffled or whatever.
1: Yeah, he was Mr. Fantastic in like the OG Fantastic Four movies in like the mid two thousands. Yeah, with Jessica Alba.
0: Yeah, when we say Mr. Fantastic, we're not saying John Krasinski. No,
1: no. Um, So Carlisle (laughs) is like, "Thank you, that was nice. Bye." And so Rachel goes to like the green room and gets her jacket, and she overhears Carlisle and Mr. Fantastic talking about how she's just like too green and too. They're
0: not wrong
1: you are not wrong. She's literally nineteen. She's still in school. She's it's a Im-
0: freshman
1: in college. Like honestly, she, I she, I'm a she should just be proud. She made it that fucking far for a Broadway callback when she's never done any other theater in her life. Right? You know? Like
0: like she's she has no credits. Yeah, none. She has like some might- high school credits, which means nothing.
1: And like yeah, she's a great singer. I don't know if she's a good actor. We've never really seen her try acting. And that's, that's a big true. part of Broadway. Like, you can't just be a good singer and hope to get by on it. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. sometimes you can, but whatever. Erin Debate. <laughs> um, <laughs> just... Ooh. <laughs> Shade <And> Throne.
0: <laughs> so she then just starts singing. What's the first song she sings? Yesterday. Yesterday.
1: So she walks through the streets of New York singing Yesterday, she goes through Central Park, and it's all very, like, melodramatic.
0: Well, you know what it is. It's calling back to the season two finale where Finn took her on that date all around New York.
1: Yeah. Because she's, like, looking at her chunky phone. Yeah, and it's,
0: like, a direct parallel of, like, her on the bridge, her going to Sardi's, like, her walking in the park with, like, the bubbles going across. Like, all of that was in the season two finale.
1: So she does that and then we get the the hard cut to the title screen
0: <laughs> and then and then we cut to like for, well for starters Courtney was like not opening with this Beatles song and I was like Courtney the first two episodes of this season are Beatles tribute episodes and Courtney goes you could have warned me and I'm like I 100% did. <laughs> Yeah, you you probably did. I believe that you did. I not today, but like last week cuz remember I we like went through and you saw all the episode titles for the season and you were like confused and I was like, "Well, the first two are Beatles."
1: No, I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> if I'm being honest. I don't recall a single thing. If if I hadn't told you at the start of this episode that it was a Beatles tribute I wonder when you would have figured it out I probably I remember she wrote
1: Beatles on the
0: yeah I <laughs> probably would have got,
1: gathered it from that because
0: they were like two whole weeks of Beatles <laughs> like, Tina, but, like- but then when we start the next episode would you be like wait Beatles again
1: <laughs> who knows in the, in, between this and now between now and then I could forget again You know <laughs> You know I have the memory of a goldfish. Um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Mr. Shoe is writing the word Beatles on the whiteboard, but it's intercut with, like, snippets of the Glee kids, like, pictures of them and it's, is it the song Help? Yeah. Yeah. And so they're then Tina goes, wow, Mr. Shoe, we've never spent two weeks on an assignment before. I can't believe we're gonna do the Beatles. It like,
0: is, it oh. is I feel so bad for her. <laughs>
1: Like, it is fully just her, like, saying the exposition. (laughs) Like,
0: it's like when, um, it's like when, uh, like, a couple episodes ago, Ryder goes, it's Stevie Wonder Week. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like, telling you what's happening in case you couldn't fucking figure it out. It
0: really, it really is, like, insulting to our intelligence that they feel like they need to have lines like that in these episodes. Yeah. (sighs) Like, I know this is, like, made for kids mostly, but, like... I mean, was it, I don't know, um <laughs> and but like, but like height like older kids, yeah, like and high also school. like it would still be obvious,
1: yeah, so they're like writers like excited about it, even though he swore off Glee club a week ago, and he was like never gonna rejoin, but he's there, <laughs> and they're all on board, they're all excited, whatever, and then. Like, Artie Artie says, hey, Kitty, climb aboard your chariot. And then she sits in his lap, and he, like, wheels her down the hallway. And he's, like, asking her out, and she says yes. So they go to a carnival, and this is the first duet that they sing together at the carnival. The carnival.
0: Yeah, I was trying to remember. They, like, didn't act. they, They just kind of alluded to, like, Kitty and Artie. Maybe liking each other, but they weren't like dating or anything. No one had asked the either out. Like, no, like at the end of the last season, they just they were just like kind of very, very, very low key flirting.
1: Yeah, they were flirting with then, like they they were like low key flirting a couple points last season, but it was nothing overt. And now suddenly, Artie's like, "You're my girl. You're my girl. I'm your guy. Let's go to the carnival." Yeah. Ride around in bumper cars the wrong way. <laughs> they, as they were singing, what was the song? You're drive the song. my car. Yeah. So they were singing and they were in the bumper cars and Artie's driving the bumper car, which like you need to put a foot on a pedal to drive the bumper car. So I don't know how that was happening. First of all. Secondly,
0: <laughs> Kitty just was left to do whatever it wanted.
1: <laughs> yeah. For secondly, Kitty was like on the hood of the bumper car, which is incredibly dangerous. <laughs>
0: It was, like, scaring me, (laughs) because it was, like, really quick cuts, and, like, really, like, they were clearly, like, the camera was, like, in motion during it, and Kitty's sitting on the hood of the bumper car as it's zooming around, and I'm like, ah, god, (laughs) like The first of a few times in this episode were, like, it was so viscerally overwhelming in a bad way. (laughs) Yeah, because they also went on the tilt whirl
1: in this song, and everyone's. Well, first of all, the rest of the Glee Club is also at the carnival. But everyone's just like holding on to the tilt whirl. But they put Artie in there too, but he's in his wheelchair still? <laughs> like, that can't be safe. <laughs> what happens if the wheelchair flies out? It's just like a 100 pound hunk of metal going 60 miles an hour. Yeah, so that was weird. So then the song ends, and they're like walking around with each other, and these other uh, baby Santana comes up, because I think that's just what they're going to market her as. Her name is Bree, with two E's, not like the cheese. Um, The way that she
0: introduced herself was very wow, I don't think we've ever done two weeks of a single artist, Mr. Shue. It was very that, of like, I'm new here, and you need to know my name, because I'm going to be in more episodes. My name is Bree. You spell it with two E's, so that way you know how to spell it when you're talking about me online. Like, it was just so over the top.
1: Yeah, it was stupid. So, Bree just, like, makes fun of them, basically, and then walks away. And Artie's like, she's nice. And Kitty's like, she's trying to destroy me. And so Kitty's like, okay, we can date, but in secret. So don't tell no one. So now they're, like, dating, I guess, but they're not telling anyone. Which is always really healthy for a relationship. Unless it's Heartstopper. Everyone watch Heartstopper. <laughs> anyways what the fuck happened next oh sue's back mm. <laughs> sue's back and she is now principal of mckinley again because she again blackmailed figgins and now he's the janitor and she's the principal and she wants to make <laughs> becky her secretary and call her her secretary,
0: which i thought that was great. like the one funny line yeah. she had Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, all you need to know is the Sue's principle, that's all you need to know. We've
1: already done this.
0: Yeah, it's gonna stick a little harder this time, and I know that last time I said, I think it goes for the rest of the season, and then it was reversed literally the next episode, but I think I was confusing that with this, because this actually does go on, For a very long time.
1: Why? Because nobody tries to kill Kurt, so she doesn't feel bad enough to quit?
0: (laughs) Well, Kurt doesn't go to this school anymore, Courtney, so no. (laughs) That's my (laughs) point. That's my point. (laughs) Anyway, I don't even really want to talk about the rest of the thing and stuff, because it was literally so disgusting that I had to look away from the screen for several minutes. Yeah, (laughs) so...
1: There's like three Sue scenes. The first one is her returning. The second one is her telling Nene Leaks and uh, Mr. Shu that she needs them to win nationals and like championships so that she can become real principal. And then the third scene was her telling Figgins to suck it. And then she dumped a bucket of like horse guts on the floor for him to clean up.
0: Very um, realistic looking and very, very disgusting.
1: Yeah, it was very gelatinous. It was
0: gross. Um,
1: so that's all the Sue stuff you need to know. It doesn't matter.
0: Well, that all of be- it will matter, but all you need to know is that it's happening. It'll matter. Not right now. So
1: what does matter this episode is Blaine is trying to figure out how to propose to Kurt. So he calls like a glee meeting, which is she is present for it. For- Oh, before that, they are
0: <laughs> Kurt is still in Ohio. <laughs> Kurt's still in Ohio. And he, he does not- does the boy not have school? Does do you not recall how badly he had to fight Carmen Thibodeau to go to this school?
1: And Carmen he's just like not
0: going to school for like a full month.
1: Yeah. His Rachel- dad is.
0: Rachel's still in New York.
1: But she's working. Yeah. Maybe they're
0: on Christmas break still. No.
1: Oh. Spring break? Midterm. I
0: I don't I don't know, but none of it works. None of it's enough yeah, time.
1: It's all bad. Um, so Blaine and Kurt are like having a symmetrical Wes Anderson style picnic out in the courtyard <laughs> of the school. Blaine is wearing yellow pastels.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's wearing like a yellow shirt and yellow pants and yellow sunglasses. And Maybe Kurt's his pants wearing, were a different color, but I think they were yellow. Maybe they were Kurt, white.
1: Kurt's wearing like a lilac button-down shirt with a with a um, handkerchief around his neck, an ascot, if you will, and camo skinny jeans. Yeah, with, like brown military boots.
0: <laughs> and he's, he's also awesome wearing great. sunglasses.
1: These outfits aren't important to the plot. They're just important for you to, like, visualize. (laughs) Uh,
0: I think they both look very attractive. They do look cute. They look very fetching. They are, however, eclectic Glee outfits that you only see on Glee. (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, the Disney Channel.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Very Hannah Montana. So Blaine asks Kurt to be his boyfriend again. And Blaine's like, yeah, I guess. And so now their boyfriend's again, and Blaine's like, well, I prepared something for you. And Kurt's like, don't sing for me, because I prepared something for you. And then the (laughs) March
0: man comes out and starts singing a Beatles song. (laughs) You know, uh, this song, Got to Get You Into My Life, is my favorite Beatles song, so I really liked this. I just thought it was so insane. It was fun. It It was insane. I, I... i haven't watched this in a very long time um and (laughs) the thing about this episode and i guess a lot of season five is like did you notice the lighting was like so much brighter
1: they really like made it i noticed it was much more pastel and like brightly colored
0: and i think some of that is just for like the aesthetic of these first two episodes but also like the previous scenes on glee were like so much more dimly lit and like this is like way cranked bright so it was just like a little jarring and then having and then like honestly i kind of feel like this whole episode it's like a concept episode where like the real plot conventions don't really matter and like it's just kind of there to have fun and i think the reason why this feels that way is because this was, I don't know how much of this they had already written prior to Corey Monteith's death, but at least a decent Uh, amount of it was written after. And they like made the conscious decision to have two episodes before the tribute episode to him, which a lot of people thought was kind of odd because like everybody already knew that he wasn't coming back. Yeah. But I think what they wanted to do, and I think, like the reason why the plot of this episode is what it is is that I think they wanted to like give people some hope. <laughs> like, yeah. I think they wanted to like say we can still like have fun and and we're setting up stuff for the rest of the season that you know is like happy. And and so I think they maybe went. A little further on that line. Than they needed to. But. <laughs> but yeah. I, think, I think this episode. Kind of feels like a concept episode to me. And it, a lot of it felt like. A dream sequence episode. Like it just was so. No. It was so cheesy. And like. Because they have 30 songs in it.
1: Like, there were the 8 only...
0: songs. But yes. There's a lot of songs.
1: But, like <laughs> didn't songs space them long. out very well. <laughs> no but like it's like. Yeah, there are eight songs, which isn't, like, m- too many more than they usually have in an episode.
0: But they did, like, like, relatively long versions of all of them.
1: Yeah, Beatles songs are already long songs. They did the longer versions of them. They all had choreographed dance numbers and, like, <laughs> montages in them. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was just, like, I think, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think they went overkill on the Happy Happy Joy Joy yeah um to make up for the sadness that will be the rest of this like little stretch after yeah. the worry episode i'm sure but i'm like like i get why they did it because the show is like inherently for children <laughs> so
0: i mean can't... i was really excited when this episode came out this was the first episode that i watched like uh at school and uh and with like other glee people that i had met and i was really excited for this and i knew what was gonna happen in it because this was oh my...
1: this was coming out college wasn't it
0: yeah this is yeah this is first year of college um that's
1: why it looks so familiar okay i was around people watching this yeah yeah but I, didn't um, watch it. I was like i've definitely seen some of these scenes but i don't remember them
0: yeah <laughs> so i couldn't watch this one live Because there was like a theater field trip that night. I don't know if you went to it or not. I think it was, I don't think it was like Our Town. I think it was like a parody or like it had something to do with Our Town.
1: No, it was that Will Eno show, Middletown. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So
0: we went to see that the night that this aired. Um, And it was also my youngest sister's first birthday. Um, (laughs) So it was an exciting day for me. And so I had to wait to watch this until I got back to my dorm and it was like late. And I was like, no, I have to watch it. I have to know. And uh, it was very exciting. And I watched this episode many times over the course of that week, but mostly just the last bit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense to me now. I was like, it does look familiar.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you've seen... Because I, I don't think I... I didn't watch this episode with, like, Kayla and everybody else. And I don't mm-hmm. think I watched the next one with them either. But I know that we all watched the Corey episode together. And so there were, yeah. like, a lot of people in her dorm room. Okay. And it's possible you were there. I don't know. Y- yeah.
1: I guess we'll find out when we watch it. And we'll all find out.
0: Right. Well, see, the main thing that I remember, and this is this is a sad story, but the episode the Cory Monteith tribute episode ended and it ends in a very raw way, if I recall. Um nice. And it immediately cut as soon as like it went to credits, it immediately cut to like the intro to the nightly news. And it was like Cory Monteith, the face of heroin abuse. And it was like, and every, everyone in the room started yelling. We were so mad that it had cut directly from this very raw episode mourning him to being like Cory Monteith. <laughs> dead from drugs <laughs> he's so bad and we, we all were freaking out i think a couple people in the room sent angry tweets <laughs> damn uh oh. so that's my like main memory of that and i know that there were like a lot of people there so i it's possible that you were one of the people there
1: <laughs> yeah i i do remember watching stuff in kayla's room but i don't remember what so, it's possible, for sure.
0: Yeah. We'll um, find out. Um, anyway.
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is the part, this is the, we've made it to the part of Glee where we were both in each other's lives when it was happening. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. We had, we had met by the time these episodes were airing.
1: That's insane. That, that's crazy. Right? <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Wow. Okay. That's fun.
0: Anyway, I like this little Curtain blade number. My last little thing is that um, this scene of them was filmed the day after I met Chris Colfer for the first time. Yes. So yeah, if he seems extra energetic in this scene, it's probably because he met a really cool fan at a bookstore in (laughs) Seattle.
1: (laughs) Did you make your mom drive you to Seattle to meet him?
0: No. My friend uh... His like dad had like a uh, like a little like mini plane and uh, we took this like tiny plane to Seattle and then my uncle picked us up and drove us to the bookstore and then back to the to the airfields. <laughs> I left my house at like 8 30 in the morning and I got home at like five. It was crazy. <laughs> you, you took a plane to meet Chris. I did. You took a private plane. I did. (laughs) I mean, it was very small. It only had, like, six seats.
1: No, I mean, that's that's fair, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I met Chris Colfer, and my friend hit on him. uh, And uh, I, like, collapsed into tears uh, as soon as I was, like, out of his sight. (laughs) All
1: right, we got to move on. We got to move on. <laughs> I could talk about this for way too much longer. Um, so they kiss. It's really cute. They're back together. Hooray. Um, then Blaine goes to the Glee Club and is like, emergency Glee meeting. Um, I'm going to propose to Kurt. Nobody says anything because they're all like, did you not just see what happened to Finchel?" But what, like, whatever.
0: The thing, the craziest part of this to me is that Mr. Shoe was like, all right, guys, Blaine's got an announcement. You've got the floor. <laughs> And then Blaine announces this. <laughs> and
1: everyone and Mr. Shoe's like, Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah, so I I just kept thinking during this, and again, I get that they had backed themselves into a corner with this timeline and they had certain beats that they wanted to hit, but like even waiting until Blaine graduates in how like in like two months or whatever in the span of the show, like he's he's graduating so soon even just waiting until he's not a high school student anymore or once he and kurt are living together in new york or something even saving it just till the very start of that time period would still be better <laughs> or if i can forgive that so much more than people that are actively in high school
1: or they could have you know done season four like every other season where that it ended in nationals and he could have proposed at the beginning of this season
0: yeah, before they like
1: moved to New York together or something See, again that's
0: what I'm saying is like they, they back themselves into a corner with this timeline where like if they wanted to hit the same beats on time they had to do it you know a lesser way but like it's uh,
1: <laughs> makes me angry so he's like I want to get the help of the other glee clubs vocal adrenaline warblers the deaf ones um, I don't remember their name
0: um <laughs> It's like Haverford or Haverbrook.
1: Yeah. And everyone in the Glee Club is like, there are enemies. Why would you want help from them? And I would just oh, start. I hated guys.
0: this. I hated this so much.
1: They're not even competing in nationals against the warblers or the school of the deaf like kids. They're only competing probably against vocal adrenaline. Maybe not even. Vocal adrenaline is supposedly like not good anymore, right? I don't know. So I don't know why it matters. Sam's like, no, guys, come on, like we gotta help Blaine. Like this is important because gay marriage and shit. And so they all agree, and so Blaine sings help. And it's well, first like-
0: Blaine gives this speech about how the bringing together all the show choirs seems like impossible. Just like gay marriage seemed impossible, but now people are starting to realize that we're all not so different and the tides are turning and if i can put this proposal together with all of these show choirs then i'll show that anything is possible and i'm just like oh my god wasn't it really what we were like in 2013 is that really what we were like
1: <laughs> i wasn't um... i mean
0: i mean it's just like oh my god i forgot how like bleak gay posturing was pre nationwide gay marriage <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I really forgot just how bleak it and like just exclusively platitudes it was
1: <laughs> yeah oh. yeah so then he sings help and it's just like a montage of him running around McKinley and then around the deaf school and then around the vocal adrenaline school I guess and then around Dalton and he gets all the glee clubs to help him hooray and Sebastian end. is there and TV's The Flash is there. With a new haircut. <laughs> yeah. Looking stylish.
0: I wonder if he... I don't think he had been cast as The Flash yet. But I think it was very no. close to that.
1: No, because I don't think The Flash started until...
0: I'm pretty sure The Flash started uh, as like season six of Glee was airing. I think it was like the same year.
1: 2015?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. Because there's like seven or eight seasons of The Flash now. And i remember
0: game. i watched like the first two episodes of the flash and it was definitely at the same time that season six of glee was happening
1: i've watched six and a half seasons of the flash How'd
0: i have not that seen go for you
1: new season yet everything in the show is weird now because they broke the timeline too many times <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oops, I all flashes not... too many flashes
1: true <laughs> oh don't even oh okay here's a tangent. There, in the Flash universe, there are 52 Earths. They all have different names. A through Z, whatever, but fact. In one crossover episode, in a four-part series crossover episode, in season six of The Flash, and, and it was also with Supergirl and Legends and Arrow, they managed to, like, destroy the universe in such a way that now there's only one Earth because they just wanted to make the, like, the League, the Justice League. But Supergirl lived technically on a different Earth, so like they just wanted them to be on the same earth. It's confusing and stupid, and I hate it. <laughs> There's gorillas that talk. Wow. Yeah, the show's dumb, but I'm invested, and I've watched too much of the CW DC superhero. Um, so Glee is happening. <laughs> Darren Chris is running around Dalton. Sebastian's like, well, like no, the one kid who like told on Dalton to Sam and uh, Blaine are like. We're yeah, gonna true. help Lane guys, and then Sebastian's like, wait. wait, wait. I'm King of the Glee Club, but we're gonna help Lane guys.
0: <laughs> Sebastian like- remained fun, and this was his last appearance, unfortunately. um, but Sebastian has remained fa- fun to the very end of his time on this show. He has been fun every time we've seen him. Sebastian Smythe, we salute you <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm I'm prepared to say that I am a Sebastian Stan. Get the fuck out, <laughs> hey, Elise, <laughs> and I mean that.
1: I told her who. <laughs> Get out, Sebastian Stan, you stupid. <laughs>
0: I was going to say that I'm a Sebastian Stan, uh, just referring to like how much I enjoy him, and then as I started to say it, I was like, "Oh, wait, (laughs) (laughs) you didn't
1: even plan it." (laughs) Fucking I-Tanya over here. (laughs) Um. So, everyone's gonna help Blaine. Woo. Meanwhile, Rachel and Santana are on the worst bus in New York City, and they're going to uh, where they work now. Santana works; it's basically Ellen Stardust Diner.
0: I think they call is, it the Spotlight Diner on this show, but yeah,
1: yeah. But it's a it's a shitty touristy restaurant where um, the waiters all sing and dance. Um, apparently, the food's bad, but they're like doing this now, and the 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 guys who carlisle and mr fantastic are eating at the restaurant for some reason i don't know yeah, why they're why eating, are
0: they eating there
1: they literally should eat anywhere else that's a tourist spot how do they even get, it doesn't matter they're eating there and santana's like guess who's at my table and rachel goes up to them and is like you know i am a star and they're like yeah we don't care Um, you can be a star all you want and I believe you are one but you don't have any acting credits and you're too green (laughs) they're actually like being quite reasonable with her but also he says like I haven't made up my mind yet like I haven't made a decision yet why are you doing this
0: (laughs) yeah Rachel should not have done this
1: and then Santana hits the jukebox and Rachel's like I'm gonna show you what I can really do and then they sing a song um,
0: they sing a hard day's night
1: Hard day's night. That's what it is. Like
0: of all songs for Rachel to be like, I'm gonna prove to you that I do have what it takes. It's fucking a hard day's night. But this is also when Rachel is like,
1: My dad said they pay my rent for me until I die, but I want to be my own woman. And it's like No, I take
0: this. their
1: money. I hate this privilege, ass bitch.
0: Like I'd say take their money. If they're offering and they're not gonna make you pay it back, take their money.
1: Your dad is Jeff Goldblum.
0: I mean, keep, if, work if you want to like build your own wealth or whatever, but like take their money. <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, you're in school, like of yeah, course, yeah. Like you don't rent.
0: need. You, you, uh, okay. Anyway, I mean, yes, it's extremely privileged, but like if you're lucky enough to have that opportunity, absolutely fucking take it. Like, but am I crazy? Is,
1: no, because that's how people get on Broadway. Is that They have their yeah. If, if you,
0: if that's day. what you really want, that's what you should be doing. <laughs>
1: But this is how, like, the but the, the, again, like, Rachel is the epitome of rich white girl getting into theater for no reason, just because she has money and time. So, I gave like a, a very passion, impassioned interview today to um, a, like, women in theater Instagram blog thing. Oh, yeah, so I'm, I'm on my soapbox already about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, right, they sing Hard Day's Night. I made the joke that they're going to like Santana more than Rachel. <laughs> then Elise said, uh-oh. <laughs> I,
0: I cannot believe that you said that.
1: Um, Elise, this, this show is very predictable.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not. it's not as a result of the actions that you saw here today.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not as a result of that. And it's not for a long time. And it's not exactly even what you said. But something similar to what you said does happen. And I cannot believe that you brought that up. Because I'm a fucking genius.
1: <laughs> Recognize my talents. So then Rachel's like, come on, Santana, we have to go home. And Santana's like, uh, I, we have to finish our shift. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> and then so we're done with them now. For now. Then we get some Tina bullshit. Blaine thinks Tina is, like, down in the dumps and so he calls on Sam, Ryder, and Jake and they're gonna try and cheer her up so they make her dress in, like, a 60s outfit and they're all in the auditorium dressed as the Beatles and Blaine goes, well, hey there, I'm (laughs) Joan. I'm Paul. I'm Ringo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tina's like, why'd you guys make me wear this? And to be clear, what she's wearing doesn't look that far off from what she normally wears.
1: Yeah. like
0: She normally dresses pretty mod.
1: Yeah, this is what she wore all of fucking last season. Yeah,
0: I I don't know. Um...
1: (laughs) So, what song is this one?
0: They sing, I saw her standing there.
1: Yeah, and it's filmed like very like old style Beatles, like music video with all the girls screaming, except it's only four girls and then they're like, Tina, we just like knew you were down. the duck, So we're going to be your like rent boyfriends And so she's, I guess, hanging out with Sam now
0: for reason. I don't, I
1: didn't really like, understand the concept.
0: He said you can pick any one of us to be your date for prom. And she oh, picked Sam. That's what it was. rental a boyfriend yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would pick Sam too. You're probably the most likely to get action with him, regardless of who you are. <laughs> Also, he's just, like, a big himbo. I love a yeah. himbo. And um, all he really wants to do is please who he's with. He just wants to love a woman. He's, he's such a wife guy.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a stay-at-home father. Like <laughs>
0: Sam, Sam is a wife guy. <laughs>
1: he's a house husband.
0: <laughs> There's nothing he wants more than to just do whatever the fuck you want. Like, he's just, like, whatever makes you happy.
1: Uh, I thought he would go down on you without even asking. Yeah, he's
0: just, he's just, he's just a, he's a, he's a lady pleaser. He is just at his best when he has a girlfriend to put his energy into. Like, he's all about it.
1: What a treat. What a dream. So they sing to Tina, Tina, the whole thing. Then Tina goes to Artie and is like, are you dating Kitty? And Artie's like, well, no, this is out. So Tina, Artie and Kitty have another duet. They because have
0: another duet, another one. In the same
1: episode, they're secretly dating, and so Kitty keeps leaving already all these notes saying "meet me under the stars," and they go into like this astronomy classroom, the space classroom. I don't understand it. And They like make out in there, but it it's sad.
0: <sighs> the and then missing, after that, you gotta hide your love away.
1: Yeah. And then after that, Tina runs up to Artie and is like, are you dating Kitty? And Artie's like, no, yes, no, nah. And then Tina, in front of the entire Glee Club, is like, well, Artie, this is for your own good. Kitty and Artie are dating, but Kitty won't admit it because she's, what, embarrassed because of his glasses? His wheelchair? Like, (laughs) and then Kitty, like, gives this whole, again, another very impassioned speech this episode about how she, like, wanted to be sure.
0: It's way too intense.
1: That she liked him and that they are actually like made, meant for each other for now, I guess. I don't know. And then they kiss and Kitty's like, we're going public," And Artie's like, I can update my Facebook status. So that was weird. Okay, so then we get to the end of the episode finally. Bert is driving Kurt to the airport, but he's like tricking him and saying we're going the long way. Or, like, the back road's way. And Kurt's like, I know you're driving me to a surprise proposal. <laughs> and his dad's like, well, why do you look like I'm driving you to a funeral then? And then they have, like, a whole cute little conversation about That's Kurt. the Kurt's, like, mom. And, like, Kurt should just do what he wants to do. And then they get to Dalton. And the marching band comes out. <laughs> playing... All you need is love. And then Blaine sings All You Need Is Love to Kurt as he, like, grabs his hand and runs him through the hallways of Dalton past all of these other choirs and, like, ballroom dancers or ballerinas. <laughs> like, there's a production in this fucking hallway.
0: Yeah, it um, it's honestly impressive and, like... <sighs> I don't. I don't know that I would uh, want something this public uh, with this many people, but like I think it's it's like about as good as a person could possibly produce. <laughs> yeah, especially for Kurt. Like it was really like a celebration of their journey, mm-hmm. and it was really sweet. <laughs> and yeah, I. Because- Notice for the first ever time watching this that uh, Blaine is using a Beatles song to propose when he, uh, when he first realized he had feelings for Kurt. Kurt was singing a Beatles song. Interesting.
1: Beatles bringing people together since 1950-something. 1960-something. <laughs> so Kurt, like, descends the stairs in Dalton and Blaine's at the bottom and... They're all going, He loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really cute. And then it's really cute. Uh they stop singing and Blaine's like, We met right here on this staircase. <laughs> and I took your hand and I ran you through that hallway. <laughs> and I don't just take anyone's hands, but my soul must have known. And then yeah, they he keeps going on like really cute speech. And then he proposes.
0: And Kurt says yes,
1: and then the when, when
0: Blaine gets towards the end of that speech, and he's like saying it so quietly, but like in such a sexy little voice, and he's like, "All I've ever wanted to do is spend my life loving you," and I'm just like, "Whoa, dude, that is so horny right now." <laughs> Disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, they, they get engaged and then it immediately cuts to dooba
1: dooba doobas. Do you remember in the school shooting episode when it was just silent for the credits?
0: <laughs> that was where they drew the line. <laughs> it's
1: just, it was honestly haunting.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I would say overall it was like a fine episode, it had some really great moments. It was very confusing as an opening episode to just, like, immediately have 30 songs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I remember really liking this episode. And, like, I think, I think parts of it work pretty well. I don't think any of it should have happened. But no. knowing that it had to happen in some way, this is a fine way for it all to happen. <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, like I and it does. It just sort of feels sort of self-contained, even though the stuff that happens in this will continue to play into future things. Mm-hmm. But this still feels kind of like a bottle episode.
1: It's the first one, the first episode, shouldn't feel like a bottle episode.
0: Well, it's like they're doing something special, and, and it also is like such a departure from the tone of like every other first episode. Yeah. You know, like, season two and three had, like, very similar opening episodes, and I feel like the fourth one had some of the same energy, and this is just completely different.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was, your, what was your favorite song? Was it the last one? Because that was mine.
0: I think the last part was, like, my favorite scene, but my favorite song has probably got to get you into my life.
1: No, I like the last one. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: it also makes me think of Moulin Rouge.
0: Uh, oh, my
1: God, we did karaoke um, this past weekend and we tried to sing the tango El Tango de Roxanne from <laughs> Moulin Rouge, but the video like music was off to the lyrics and we were just like sitting there watching the music video happen, but it was all wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're just like confused. That's funny. <laughs>
1: Anyways, anything else about this episode?
0: (laughs) No, I don't think I have anything else to say about this episode. Me neither. I guess I guess the one thing that I'll give to Blame is that maybe because of how things ended with Kurt last time. Maybe he wanted to like prove to Kurt that he's like all in, and yeah. since they're good, still going to be long distance for a little while, this is his way of being like, "I'm committed to you. I'm not going to fuck up again." Like, I like, I guess I, I I can like give them that, but again, I don't think that that's what they were thinking about when they were writing this. <laughs> that no. is that is my rationale to make myself okay with this. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and also, like, Kurt did say he wanted a contract, of like, a a no-cheating contract, so.
0: I mean, what is a marriage license if not a no-cheating contract? For most people. (laughs) For most people. And if you breach the contract, then (laughs) there you go.
1: Unless you're polyamorous.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Most people aren't.
1: They fall under the umbrella yeah um also 50 percent of americans who get divorced anyways um thank you everyone for listening to another rousing episode th glee um
0: i was your host elise eldridge
1: and i was your other host chip buntley and
0: (laughs) buntley wow
1: and um future us take it away
0: (laughs) so true bestie good night Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts.
1: If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at THGlee420.
0: If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at LovelyLisi. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can
1: listen to Ramsey's recaps and Trailer Trash, or follow me on Twitter at 40 And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god. <laughs>